It's Monday, August 16th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, fellas? I'm laughing, and we ruined the intro of the show like six times doing it. I counted counted one, and then there was, well, maybe it was just the one time. Uh, Not my fault. But I made it. Well, I don't know. You were the one trying to say it, and you didn't make it through it. So I'm going to go with Russ. Well, there's a voice we hadn't heard in a while. Yeah, back, Russ, Russ is alive. Oh yeah. my gosh, Russ is back. I have uh, 100% more kids than I had previously. That's a lot. Boom, level up. Percents. Yep, yep. Oh, that was a one... news, man. That was, he just slipped that in there. Yeah, so uh, he's good. He's a giant for anyone who hasn't seen. I don't actually know what I've shared, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know what I've put on Twitter or anything. I just got real tired real fast. Nothing. Yeah. You put nothing on Twitter. The people on Twitter need to know. Your they wife posted some adorable photos on Facebook, but your uh... Twitter fandom does not know that's interesting yeah so i had a boy and he's huge he was almost 10 pounds huge wow uh so and Lindsay is alive which is good so just (laughs) everyone's aware uh she's not very happy with me but uh she's doing well and uh so he's now he'll be four weeks old on thursday so he's a big boy Um, he's already grown he's already grown over an inch past when he was born and that was that was two weeks ago by the way that's with it, awesome. with his two week appointment, he was already an inch taller than he's he was. Growing. He's getting his Dang. mama's height, that's for sure. And, uh, <laughs> he's he's a big boy. So yeah, so back um, got Moderna yesterday, so that was fun. Um, House Moderna that today. So you know that's uh, that's what's up. So back because well, this is our two hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. Had to be here. Had to get all right, three man. of us. On it to be able to make it yeah, happen. Even with that scheduling hurdle. And there's been lots of <laughs> yeah, scheduling hurdles. Well, certainly something special. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool, man. That is a big baby. I, I am impressed. Well, Kate was seven six and she was almost four weeks early. Oh, so, wow. Mm. You know, she was the they size just, of a normal baby. <laughs> they bake fast. But yeah, they certainly do bake fast. So uh, we weren't overly yeast. surprised that he was he was large. Uh, and if anyone is wondering, yes, he's already peed on me like 15 times. Nah. <laughs> so that was the aim. question on everyone's mind. <laughs> yeah. Every, oh, I get it. I tell you all this all the time. They're like, so how's having a boy? How many times have you been peed on? And I'm like, well, today or like total? Nah. <laughs> Just is what it is. That's awesome. Like by myself or yeah. myself yeah. and my son? How many people yeah, are I'm wetting myself all count? the time? <laughs> <laughs> Put it right all now. right, cool. So you had a baby. This is our 200th episode. Correct. Two Anything Andy. else? Anything else crazy? I went to a Tesla store. Ooh. Oh, was that like? Isn't that a big deal? Because like, because yeah, I talk about stuff and I'm like, guess what? Guess what Tesla's going to have? An electric vehicle. Uh, they already have those, uh, which Shoot. I had to. It took me 30 minutes to explain that to my stepdad that Tesla's oh, no. didn't take gas. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> so what? That was, yeah, that was pretty funny. And, and this is a man who owns an electric vehicle of some kind. I guess it's like <laughs> an electric hybrid that you can put gas in as well, but then also goes like 50 miles off a of battery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I went to a Tesla store today. He was like, oh, cool. He was like, and in my, my mom asked me diesels? how long they. Yeah, they have they have some diesels for sure, but but no no normal gas cars. That's Tesla's thing. Well, they had asked me, they're like, well, how long do those things go on the battery? And I said, well, over 300 for, I think, all of them. And uh, they're like, over 300 miles? What's the total range? I'm like, oh, over, 300. over 300. I, I mean, I think this one, the one I was looking at was like 326 uh, for the Model Y. They don't and have a like, well, What about when you battery. put gas in it? Well, you, you don't. That's, <laughs> that's sort of the then point. Then your car is going to smell like gas on the inside. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't it, pour gas. You can do it inside. physically. It's not going to help. Yeah. So it was. You know, I was interested to see, and maybe I knew this, maybe I didn't. I just. I, it felt like it was news to me. I knew they had the cheaper car. I didn't know they had the cheaper the, SUV. And when I say cheaper, I mean one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, the Y. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so the I was Model looking, Three I was and then the Y. Yeah, the Y I was, the was y. interesting to look at. You drove it? Yeah, it was awesome. How was it? Yeah, it was cool, man. Did, did the lack of a dash screen bother you at all? Yeah, it wouldn't because be it bothers me like crazy. It bothers me a lot. It, I didn't know that because I really haven't paid much yeah. attention to the Y, but I am disturbed by that. It didn't. Is it even I don't a Tesla without that? Me. I don't recall it bothering me. I was used to I was used to having the whole thing in the center because I've I've driven the Model Three. Um, there there's a guy on a team I was on, Corey Fair. I drove his three, um, and I went and drove uh, the Model S a long time ago at North Park Mall. But yeah, I went. There was a little event up here in our in our town, and they said just come on by, hop in a Y, take it out. I spent my whole time focusing on the acceleration. Yeah, and that was Makes pretty sense. fun. And then I uh, I locked out the, um, I, I guess they had some sort of setting where if you keep your hands off the steering wheel for too long, then it disables it until you return it back to them for them to unlock it again. So that's what I really remember. Well, I decided at the store to kind of just to talk with the people there and to sort of have them give me the spiel and talk through everything and just to just, just ask questions as if I was someone who was just walking in and, and not yeah. really ever seen or heard of a Tesla at all. And it, it was very good. The guy was very nice. And one thing that was interesting was he went to show me a map of the charging station or the charging, the charging map of all the charging stations they have for the superchargers. And one yeah. thing that I noticed was, was they had a whole bunch of grayed out ones. And I was like, what are those for? Are those for like where you're planning them? He goes, no, those are planned for the end of the year. I mean, I will Ooh. tell you the ones that are planned for the end of the year, it was a crazy amount. Brilliant. Most importantly... Yeah. There was one in Lubbock, Texas. I was about to ask, is there one on the way to Lubbock or That's in Lubbock? That's the problem. There isn't one to there? Lubbock. And here's What's the issue. It's, it's like 320 miles from my house to uh, the Harvard of West Texas. Gonna have so to get the Cybertruck. You would really have Sorry. to like, you'd really have to, you know, be scraping the barrel there. To try motor, try motor Cybertruck for you. That's it. It's the only one with the range. Leave the music so they, off. So they say. Leave the music off. I want to know stuff like that percentage wise. Like whenever you have on your, well, I don't know if you probably have it on the Android, but on your iPhone, it'll tell you which applications are using what percentage of your battery. Yeah. Pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I, one thing I did, what I was curious about, I was like, cause if I got one of these, I would keep my truck. That's sort of what I've came to this idea of is, you know, if I ordered one, I'd just keep my truck and I could use that for whatever I needed to. But the dash thing was driving me insane. And I Why? thought to myself, That's awesome. I'm not the, the only person with this problem. Yeah, dude. When I drive problem. my car, when I'm looking to see how fast I'm going or if I have air in my tires or whatever it might be. like, Why do you look how fast you're going? You should always just be looking at everyone else and making sure you're going faster than them. That's what you look you're at. You're the problem. I was, <laughs> like, I was a competition. That's what it is. Everything's a competition, it. bro. I am a, I am a cruise control fanatic. I yeah, live I hate touching control. the pedal. Yep, yeah, hate the pedal. Can't do it. It hurts my foot. So you just say, and when that, and a, like that person, that's, say Elon, like they pass the you speed for, and then all of a sudden you're passing them and then they pass you again. It's like, I am cruising at a steady <laughs> 92. Why are you passing me? And then having me pass you over and over again. In this particular scenario, <laughs> Tyler, you and I are the exact same person. I've seen it before. Too, where I've been locked in. I'm going, you know, 80 or whatever, 75 <laughs> or 70 or whatever the speed limit is in a 40. <laughs> And you catch up to people and then <laughs> cool basically though. you go around them because they're going so slow and they're like, what's this crazy person doing? And they and speed then they pass by you. you. 
just to slow down in front of you again. Just to slow down again. Ah, stop. Drives me insane. Well, I use my dash screen to manage (laughs) those functions of the vehicle. Fancy. So, And and you can't look to the right? You can't look in the middle? I have been driving for almost 20 years. Why would I change the way I drive for Elon? Have you seen the way Tyler plays video games? Where's the the chin on his left shoulder? (laughs) 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 That was hurting my neck. Uh, It hurts my neck, too. It's just my setup doesn't... It's not... I can't move that easy. Well, the way Tyler plays games is definitely counterintuitive. The car just seems counterintuitive to me to to have... Like, that screen should be for controlling the non-driving functions of the vehicle. That should be for media and temperature control and all that stuff. And so it just... What I what I want to know is who else has this problem? It was very easy to see. A lot of people have this problem. So let me ask because there is an accessory market for this. You can put aftermarket dash. That's awesome. Screens on there, which by the way would potentially save me fifty thousand dollars. Let me see because if I was going to buy a Tesla, the only way I'd buy it is if I were going to buy one that had a dash screen, which requires you buying the Model X. So if you're going to put an entertainment screen in the vehicle where would you put the entertainment screen entertainment screen if you were to put an entertainment screen like you uh, like you guys are gonna, you're gonna in, watch a movie in, in between like, the two you put it where it is seats and the top well the people in the, in the front can't watch they're not supposed say the to people watch. in front aren't supposed to be able to watch okay no. they're driving Let's pretend the people in the front watching. aren't driving where they're, would you put it one of them needs to be driving not why where they're taking the it. That's why. That's why there's no dash. That's just what I'm trying to get at. That's why there's no dash because so the concept why would eventually you build will build a car now based on infotainment it. when it's there. Yeah, I, you I'm, guys are so I'm, old. I'm man yells at cloud. It's not even fun. Yeah, whatever. Get off. Oh, my hold line. on. No, no, no. What? What is? What is the taking away? How, what is the benefit of taking away the dash? Because you don't need it. Why? It's why do just I not need infotainment. It? You won't need because any drive. All you need is all. yeah. All you need is the infotainment in the middle. And then just when put you another drive screen where the steering the rain, wheel is when they finally get where they're supposed to. You don't even have to shift drive. gears in it anymore. It just automatically knows whether you're going to go forward to or backward. Gears? You can oh, summon it. That kind. It's like I didn't remember not, lots of not things. Behind this, gears not even a little bit. Uh, in I'm fact, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to bring this into a piece of news because you're saying this yeah, crap. It says yeah. U.S. government opens probe into Tesla autopilot because get of the crashes sued, with Tesla. emergency vehicles. Well, they need to be better. That's for sure. I ain't going to be actually, watching Zorro on my entertainment thingy, Majigger. I like that Zorro. You know, and right? and then run into an emergency vehicle on the side of the road. No, not when you driving could be sleeping in the back seat. Can- the thingy, Majigger, the screen. Watching Zorro from the front just- scene or sleeping in the back. Which one are you going to do? That's right. You're taking a nap. You Did know. you just reference the adventure yeah. action film starring Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> from 1998? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> yeah, mate, take down. It's an American classic, ironically. Okay, that is actually kind of ironic. Cool. Didn't think about it that way. The mask. Uh, Yeah. No, that's not getting uh, sued for this. That's pretty funny. I'm driving the vehicle. What? And Russ, uh, I think you said you were also reading the book that Curtis Bunker turned us on to, or at least I believe that's where I got it. Mm -hmm. And I'm fairly certain it was AI superpowers, right? And they were talking specifically about the difference in the way that Tesla approached auto driving or level six auto driving, as they're calling it, right? Where it's fully autonomous. Um, versus the way that Google has approached it, because Google has also been doing a ton of active automatic driving vehicles with engineers in the seats, you know, tracking it through uh, Waymo, right? And so um, Google 
has approached this very much with like, when all of our data supports perfectly safe and amazing, it will no longer be like an engineer's function to do this. It will just go straight to level six. Tesla, on the other hand, has been uh, dangling auto drive uh, in their marketing and in front of their customers to get it enticing people to use the close to level six automation. And of course, that has resulted in some obnoxious drivers who have taken that to the extreme and actually like sleeping in the backs back. of their car. Right. And so bad things have happened because they're not there yet. And I, if I understood what action is being taken against them, it's it's a criticism of the you basically marketed this as sleep in the back without saying it. And, you know, what you're getting is some pretty bad uh, incidents and therefore bubbling up in the media, et cetera. Yeah, but I, see, I don't ever think they did that or said that. I, n- I don't think they ever advertised that this is. No, that's I, so I said they never said it directly. But yeah. the problem is it's been it has been sold as an auto drive feature since inception. And its capability falls short of something else driving for you. Yeah. What's interesting is the fact that it keeps crashing into emergency vehicles. Yeah, don't do that. Specifically. (laughs) Of all the things to run into. Like literally keeps hitting fire trucks, which are like the biggest things in the world. Better or is it worse? Because if you're running into an emergency vehicle, the people are already there to help you. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. This is good. It's kind of convenient. But um, having a problem with uh, spotting parked vehicles, that's that's That's, the challenge. There was one I saw the other day. Parked humans, exactly. Not yeah. moving. Stationary <clears throat> sure. vehicles in general or stationary objects, I believe, is what was claimed uh, is, is kind of an issue, which is honestly a bit surprising. But there's a guy going I down the highway and it can observe uh, streetlights as they change green, yellow, red. And the where, where the moon was, the size yeah. and the fact that it was full, it kept thinking it was a yellow uh, and it stopped, was like it was a particularly orange down. moon too. Yes, yeah. that's hilarious. I, <laughs> I, I like, read right, that. It cracked me up. Yes, oh my exactly. gosh! This is a Turning feature red. that should not be allowed to be used in any way, shape, or form. Oh my gosh! Like that. Yeah, you know that's a funny one too because you know like somebody's going to be mad about the extra storage space it's going to take up either in memory or elsewhere, but they're just going to say, "Okay, load all of the star data, and let's find out when we mistake stars for." <laughs> That's that's obviously yeah. I, way to the one I built problem. would have been fifty seven thousand dollars, <laughs> and that's because I didn't even include the auto Whole self-driving yeah. drive whatever mm. stuff, which is ten grand extra. Well, so, you know, under, under sixty to, grand, I mean, it's not bad. But it's ten grand to pay for something that is coming out in the future, right? Which he, which it's they, I say, he, they will say is is uh, will be more expensive later on. Don't but care. I will, I will still hold Don't to the care. fact that uh, I. As a conscious driving human, I wouldn't place my trust in not running into a parked, you know, fire truck in the middle of the road as I'm looking at this picture on Ars Technica. Yep. Like this Tesla hit the back of a fire truck at a pretty high rate of speed for it to sure. fully like just crush like that. Probably because they were watching Zorro on that conveniently placed driver side right. infotainment system. Or maybe Men right. in Black 2. I mean, we never know really. Like who knows? No. But when I think about going on really long road trips, when I think about driving to New Mexico or North Carolina or something like that, the fatigue that sets in on something like that, it feels like this would be a massive assist to me. Yeah. Even if it only took, I think that's how it's supposed to be used too, yeah, right? Hands on the like steering wheel and the driving on the highway. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I know it's capable of doing more than that. It's also super convenient, I think, in, in high traffic uh, periods, right? Like if you get yeah. stop and go, I guess it's pretty, pretty slick for stuff like that too. Um, I, I think it's a move, a great move in the right direction. I'm also not surprised at all that there are still kinks they're working out and that people are uh, lax enough to do stuff like take naps in the back or 
like fake out keeping hands on it and just completely ignore it. Like I, I get that people, people are nope. naturally going to be overconfident sometimes. It's just, you mean people are in the just word. naturally going to be stupid. They're idiots. Yes. yes. Yeah, that is a, correct. that is a bad decision. Somebody is literally telling you this is a bad choice and they're like, whatever. And they yellow into the back of a fire truck. Apparently. Well, Tesla, I might buy one at some point. I will definitely buy one if you give me the under $60,000 model with an actual dash screen and you need a supercharger station in Seymour, Texas. If you need help with, with where that is, give me a call. I'll let you know. It's right in the middle of me and Lubbock. That's where I need you. So Nice. Just I'm curious. Or just more you... range. Just ask for more range. Not more yeah. superchargers, Russ. Both, more candidly. range. Yeah, four, 400 plus. That's that's where I need to be. My truck does 400 plus, and my truck is a 2013 gas guzzler. So just saying. And it's, just, you... it's a gas battery. It's a liquid battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <What>? And there's <laughs> a supercharger it, station in Seymour. There's several of them actually right across from the Dairy Queen. Yeah. Let's talk about rapid charging. Uh, do either of <laughs> y'all know how it's going to work with? So the F-150 Lightning is claiming like when it first released, it was like, I don't know, they said something like 62,500 charging stations across the nation. Well, how many, Who's? I mean, how, how many of those are Fords? How many of those are? Where the, I mean, can they leverage Tesla? Yeah, Ford, is there an open different... standards here? No, no, no. no. Well, no, no. Actually, that's been a problem is that there yeah. isn't an open standard yet. I and I who, believe you guys Ford's charging stations works? are some kind of like Charge America. It was some, some conglomerate or something like that. Um, but they are like they are not Tesla superchargers and they are not as many or as okay. many in a single location. Um, there have been some interesting things. That Paul feels Brenner like a problem actually we need to solve. We just need well, to have charging stations that you pull up to. Not if they, I'm in they probably all consulted Apple label. on how to best burn their customers oh. with dongle sales <laughs> instead of standardizing oh, chargers. Oh, is. did that come out? Did I suck them in it? Yeah, no, just, they, they could have worked together, but why would you do that? A quick Google here says Elon Musk suggests Tesla superchargers are open to other cars. Suggest doesn't necessarily. Yeah, and, yeah, that, and that came is. out recently. That was in well, the last couple. That's weeks. him saying that other vehicle manufacturers need to make something that works with what they developed. Basically. Seems relatively simple. You can just get an adapter. That's how a lot of these things oh, yeah. work. That, that is actually how a lot of those things work. Legitimately, uh, I mean, they'll have okay. travel adapters in better. a Tesla, for instance, for people, especially. So you have a dongle. It's like Tesla trucks. Yeah. That dongle will convert from like common RV camping uh, ports to a car. Now, of course, that's not a supercharger. It's not going to rapidly charge your Tesla battery, but it'll trickle at, at you know, 230 or 120, whatever, whatever the standard some, is. I need some help with my home life. Why does my wife laugh every time I say the word dongle? <laughs> I get it. Just does like she, that. That's what she sounds she, like. Never mind. She just kind of goes, well, <laughs> it's a family friendly show, so we can't answer your question. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, she laughs like Peter when I say the word dongle. <laughs> well, it, I will tell you that because I was looking, it's like Peter Ford, Griffin. the Ford oh. Mustang, oh. <laughs> Mocky, Peter Griffin, which is pretty solid. From what I can tell, I was looking yes. at that and I was like, I, I like mean, I can, one. I can get that same, I can get that for like 52. And it, as far as every review I saw, it's better in basically every way. And right. it has a dash screen, by which the way, important to some people, apparently, <laughs> because they're know, not going to have full, full auto drive, full self drive. And that's why ever the, but the Tesla charging network is just so much better. Yes. So it's like, better. there's just a dramatic advantage on the Tesla side for that. So that's like really genuinely the thing that makes me 
think about it is just the the availability of the Tesla. Yeah, charging no, I think the charging Tesla network is now. is huge. I'm also curious too because obviously Ford's been around for a long time. Ford cars forever. Like how much I I haven't seen a lot about the Mach E. I kind of want people that are more EV enthusiasts that I know to tell me if that's all you know paid for advertising or Dude. If it's legit. Dude, what? everything so I, I just went to like their website websites and they're like legit. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's great. Mach-E? I I want to yeah. see. Yeah, I just don't know much about it. They. Oh, okay. Here's a GT version. Well, whenever you just go like Ford Ford.com slash SUVs slash Mach-E, which again grinds my gears for another Peter Griffin reference, because the Mach the Mustang is not an SUV or shouldn't be, in my opinion. Cybertruck <laughs> isn't a truck. You don't seem to care about that, but whatever. It is a truck. No, it's not. It's Cyber a truck is totally a truck. It's a what? Spaceship. Spaceship. Okay, spaceship. That's fine. Mm, whatever. Right. Well, I was gonna curious what else you'd give you that. The Mustang has never been an SUV, and it and it shouldn't be a name that becomes an SUV. I period. felt that way about Shelby then, and F one fifties too. So I got well, burned Shelby the first time a, I saw those. Shelby's a I know what Shelby moniker. is. Okay. I get but that. Anyway, but it, anyway, it was, let me get back to what why I was isn't here. a Mustang a performance moniker then? Okay. Either way. Adorable. So fine. To your point there, say it's a say it's a performance moniker. Go to Ford.com slash SUVs slash Mach-E and you get the $42,895 Mach-E EPA estimated range of 230 miles, which seems terrible. Yeah, Zero to you, have 60, to, you have to go through the build process. You can build them for up to 305. Zero to 60 in 5.2 seconds. I think my Honda Odyssey is faster than that. Yeah. Like, where is where is this? They I took the Tesla Model Y was 4.8. They made it that an SUV you, you drove? slower. Was it a Shelby The Model, model y, y is not even their performance. <laughs> it's faster and it's not even their performance model. So thank you for making my point. Oh, Welcome that was your my point? TED talk. That was hey, my mean, TED talk. Your point was that it was a Mustang, a car that is, and then meant, it's slow. It is known for being a high school girl's performance car. You, that was your <laughs> point that you made, car guy? Zing. Really? Also accurate. No, wow. I'm just saying I don't understand what Ford is doing. Ah, just stop. He got don't you. understand. It's over. Put right. him in a body bag. <laughs> no, but, but I, also, <laughs> I like it. I think it looks, I, I, think, I think I like it. I also think uh, that they great. should never make Mustangs that are that are V6s that just shouldn't exist. But so that's basically what's happening here is the base model Mach E is like the Mustang. V6, and then you have the GT, which does zero to sixty in three point eight seconds, which is better. Yeah, it's better. There's supercars that do it in two nine, but three eight. And they're all slower. Okay, than I suppose. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Do we have any tech news? Or are we just going to talk about cars the whole time? We just we did about Tesla. That was like Tesla. That. Tesla is tech news. I oh, got something for Tyler because I know That's he right. wants it. I mean, I don't know if I need to keep bringing up the Give news here, but this Do is it. big. Why not? Bring it. Google Pixel <gasps> Fold. Get out. I'm out. That sounds awful. I'm out. Potentially I'm this year. Why? With I don't, the Pixel 6 uh, Superchip. I want to... Woo! Let's yeah, I just I can't wait, I can't wait again? for on, all the ones that are broken in people's back pockets. Wait. I can't wait for all the times they close like sand in it and just crushes itself. Also, who who wants can you, that? Can you I'm say so it again? I'm sorry about that. Google Let's back up. Pixel Fold. Google Pixel Fold. Okay. So a phone. That's it. It's enough right there. And it's a pixel. No. I mean, it's great. It's like but it's great that it's a pixel. So here's, that's like here's, having a premium version of meat gloop that's rotten. It's premium rotten meat glue. Why is it? It's premium, but it's, it's also premium. rotten meat glue. It's like, premium. Ugh. No, listen, listen. Let me tell you how big folding phones are, and I'm not getting this. Why? I don't, I don't have any interest in folding phones. Don't However, the interesting phones. thing is, is that this year, 
Samsung is not going to release a Note line, Ooh. which is an incredibly Sneaky. popular phone. Yeah, I got one. And instead, they're releasing their two different foldables. One a flip, the other one the like the more I guess, so, traditional. I'm using air quotes here. Folding. Russ, are you going to buy I, this? Are you going to buy a fold? Oh God, no. Highly unlikely. Yeah. No. Why would anyone the traditional buy traditional pixel like well, goes five hundred dollars off sale you know, on sale within the first two or three months that it's out? Maybe if it does sure. that, just to play with Maybe. it and see what it's yeah. all about, but not Maybe. as a daily driver. There's I might do that. I might get that under those exact same circumstances. Actually, I'm going to answer the question you tossed at Russ, and and the answer right there is Samsung may have made a terrible mistake by not releasing a new Note and going full into foldables, and then foldables that came right off the tongue. Um, foldables and in the the pixel line is actually going to target the market that needs a refresh and their only option is a foldable samsung could be a perfect time to sidestep and go to a pixel but i still think it's a silly market it's sorry for like, everybody that really feels 6.7 inch gargantuan pixel 6 pro is taking over the note thing is that your idea no 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 no. i was talking about the fold like they're just going after that market and and there's probably going to be a little bit more than just a niche because Samsung didn't fill the uh, refresh itch for all the people coming off a note, potentially. I'm just saying, maybe the Pixel Fold does better than it should have because Samsung made a mistake. I don't understand foldable phones in general. No, it sounds I like they're pulling an LG. Catch that LG. Where you, ha- you had the LG, like the flip slide thing, whatever. No. Sidekick? Gimmicks. Thing was legit, no. bro. Was, was it the Sidekick? movie in the early 2000s. No, no, no. This is this is the one. It was like, uh, it was a phone on top of a phone and then the screen folded or like yeah. it, it rotated and became that. a yeah. T. No, that's that's Don't, awkward. You had like a bottom that. screen, maybe for your thumbs. Oh, like only if they curve all the edges so that it breaks easier. <laughs> oh, like the wraparound edges. <laughs> yeah, like Google is doing in the Pixel Six Pro, which what, sucks. But what does this bring in user experience? Pain, agony. <laughs> Great, thanks. Keep, keeps you on your toes. I don't know. So let me, as an as a, a uh, an Apple person, I'm never gonna call myself a fanboy but somebody who uses an apple phone rank android phone providers and models for me like i'm curious each of you give me the top three or four models like make and model i mean to me it's it's always been nexus and pixel 100 but i mean the majority of people on android would tell you samsung yeah, Samsung's definitely up there. You, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of well, them. Give me, but, sorry. No, I'm like, not, I don't, like the, I don't, the most side, premium phone is the Galaxy S. Line, okay, so period. the most premium that's is the one. Galaxy S, which is Samsung. That's the biggest Android release every year is the Samsung right. Galaxy S line of phones. The second okay. biggest would be the Samsung Galaxy Note line of phones. Okay. Google Pixel Google is like... Pixel? Google Pixel gets a lot of press. Sales numbers wise, they're absolute crap. I mean, it's like yeah, 5% of Android phones. I mean, they don't sell, it, Google does not sell a lot of phones, although they're claiming they made some uh, big, I guess, announcement at their investor day that they're like, hey, just so you guys know, um, uh, our expenditures are going to look a little different because we're going to advertise like crazy this year for one of our devices in the fall. They didn't say the phone, but I think we have an idea of what it is. Okay. So I think they're trying to push it this year, but it's definitely like when you look at like top end in America, like if you're going to look at different phones, it's probably going to be Samsung and they may look at a Pixel, but most people don't buy Pixels. So so let me get this, read it back to you. Google, sorry, Galaxy S is your number one. Galaxy Note is the number two. And this is this is your opinion, right? I'm yeah. curious what you think of the best ones. Okay. And then the third one. Well, no, no. My opinion, my best, I believe the best phone is Pixel by far. That's yeah. what I'm asking. I don't want to know like which is the top best seller. Oh, in favorite? my opinion, the Pixel is the best phone that exists on the planet, bar none. 
nothing even comes close. And in, in, okay, so that, that would be the Pixel 5 right now? Yeah. Or what? Okay. And then what? Uh, I mean, I'm fine with the Samsung line of phones. So okay. I'd probably, I'd probably go. I've never really been a big Note person. I liked, I've had the Galaxy S series before, so I'd probably go Galaxy S. Here's my issue with Samsung and the reason why I'm so hesitant to even say it. I don't dislike their skin, their Android skin they have. I dislike the fact that they put advertisements in their Android skin. And that really bothers me. So, but from a hardware perspective, there's not Wait, a which advertisement. What, you like yeah, the you lost me on that. Stuff? What is, can you define the skin? And then what is the advertisement in the skin? Uh, I haven't had one in years, but they, they've shown them over the most recent phones multiple times that like the What's actual the One UI skin has... Uh, is it that's like the wallpaper? I don't get those ads. No, uh, okay, hold on. Possible, so, be, it's so, possible hold, to mind that, yeah, yeah, no, you need to describe a skin to Buley. Right, that's not, what I'm trying to, to yeah. Yet. So Android exists as an operating system just at its base layer, but only one company actually uses Android at its base layer on their phones, and that is Google. Google. Everyone else takes Android and then develops a custom layout on top of it. And so it would be like... Skin. Right. Think so like Linux. Amazon Fire TVs are based on Android. Correct. And the but skin it, it, comes from Amazon and looks nothing like the mobile interface on your phone, but it is still Android. Gotcha. Think of it like Linux. I don't know if you've used Linux desktop before, but it's like you have Ubuntu yes. and then you have 50 different derivatives of Ubuntu that all look and behave different, but they're all running Ubuntu. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. That's that's how Android is. So so I'm I'm actually interesting here because uh I, I think I've mentioned it a thousand times on the show, but I aggressively disable ads whenever I can. So I don't I don't think I've ever seen an ad in Samsung Samsung's skin. It could be that I have an older phone because I don't remember it in the earliest versions, or it could be that it all comes through their Bixby interface, which is like their voice assistant and like the search all the things. And I use an app called Package Disabler to disable all of those functions entirely on my phone because I find little to any value in it and I don't care and I don't want to accidentally end up hitting it because it's annoying. So I I personally don't see ads in, at least from Samsung's perspective, Mm. I I see uh, stuff that pops up. So what are your Amazon and other stuff. What are your top three making models? I don't even pay attention. When I I get around to, to refreshing a phone, I go and I find out what the top two or three are spec-wise, and then I figure out whether or not those specs turn into user experience, and I mm. buy the best one that I can find. But I refresh my phone once every three to five years. So, so it's an I don't care who's winning right yeah. now, and I don't care what the updates are, because until I'm ready to refresh... Put it this way. I don't refresh my phone because of features. I refresh because I have to. Yeah. So when sense. I have to, then I'm going to find the features that are interesting and valuable, and I'll buy that phone. So it usually ends up being top spec, but, but it there, doesn't always have to be. Is there a rank in your mind from a manufacturer perspective? Like it, it's so if I go buy a TV, then I'm looking at makes and models of TVs. Uh, I've got all this whole plethora of stuff, but because I'm an Apple user, I just buy the latest Apple phone. Like that's it. You know what I mean? It, yeah, the I only decision that. I make is small, medium, large. Right. And I like best, not well, the size so that I, fits me that week. 12 Pro Max, right? But it's. Yeah, but it's an know. Apple, it's an so it's like, eh, right? Versus the best. I mean, you heard Russ say I mean, it. Buley, to answer your question, <laughs> if, if it's me, the only there's only one of three phones I'm buying. Give me a Google Pixel. It's going to be a, a Samsung Galaxy device of some kind, or or it would be an Apple. Like it'd be those would be the only three types of phones. Yeah, I guess I would get. Like I will you tell you some me. other ones out there, like OnePlus. 
um, is super popular because they have a very close to base Android skin where it's like it's very close to like the natural yeah. Android look and feel. And, and they it's have horribly supported, just like every yeah. other Chinese phone. But they do have premium phones, which is why they're usually in the museum. Yep. When you're looking at stuff. Not like only are they, I always looked at them, but prices are really good. Like, oh, okay, really, really good. They're the ones and that it, had their um, their headsets confiscated by uh, by customs because they looked yeah. just like the apples. That was like a I don't know six months or so ago. It's actually pretty funny. I saw that Miui. Um, if I'm saying that right, I've, I've used the skin before in the past. It's, it's a Chinese phone manufacturer as yeah. well. They make a highly customized version of Android on their phone. <laughs> um, and back whenever making custom ROMs was super, super popular in the Android space, like basically people used to buy Android phones and they only bought them for the hardware specs. And then the software was irrelevant because yeah. you were going to put your own on there. Yeah. And Miui was really that. big in that scene at that time. And they went from being like a modded interface to being like an actual company. And now they're pretty big in the smartphone space. And I looked at some of them recently. If you want to look at an Apple ripoff, like they literally try and make Miui look like Apple and function like Apple to the point sure. of the one and only time I ever installed it. And, and I absolutely detested it is one of my major issues I had when I had my iPhone for uh, work. They have no app drawer everything goes on the freaking home screen and it made me want to throw my phone <laughs> like it was just it was awful and i would install different launchers which is something you can do on android and it wouldn't work uh, at that time and so it was driving me insane that i couldn't get to a point where i could manage my apps in an app drawer like a human being yeah and so that's, I, that's something that they 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 took so so hard the design cues that they disabled the ability at the time <laughs> to be able terrible. to install like a very Android specific type <laughs> of thing and have an app drawer and it just drove me nuts. I have like fifteen icons on my desktop and and that is it. Specific everything else is in the app drawer and I have like two hundred apps on my phone. Always. So it's just it's just the the way you manage the the home screen is very important to me and they screwed that whole thing up. So I don't think I could ever buy one of their phones, but I do know they're coming up hmm. and a lot of people are buying a lot of their stuff. What I don't know is why they haven't gotten the Huawei treatment. Mm, like, why have OnePlus and Miui not gotten banned like Huawei? That's a great question. I don't know. Both Chinese. So yeah, well, maybe they will. Who maybe knows? They will. What else do you guys what was got? this? Got so day. there was a, there was a car related tweet that I saw. John Nicholson sent to you, Tyler. It said, this looks like unintended consequences waiting to happen. Software licensing disables half the battery to get the price down to 40K. Oh, Post okay. So pay the unrelated third-party Audi right. software shack 20K for a licensing key. What is that? So, so actually, is, this is kind of brilliant, pack, but pack. The, the conversation is, is around uh, EV rebates. So federal tax credits and that sort of stuff. And there's been a lot of chat and, and we had a thread actually going on Twitter for a little while where I'm criticizing the individuals, I don't know which legislative branch it was, but that are that were, were basically saying, you know, we should we should limit or eliminate um, tax credits for more expensive vehicles. So they're trying to put a ceiling on how much a vehicle costs and whether or not it can get a tax credit. Effectively trying to limit the number of wealthy people purchasing EVs and then taking advantage of that tax credit. My criticism of that is that if if the intention of a tax credit, regardless of what it's for, is to get more of those things on the street in this case, then why would you put any gatekeeping or barriers to entry? If the point is get EV on street, then who cares who buys it? So that was my first kind of perspective. Then the second way to look at that is if the goal is to get 
middle America off of internal combustion engines and into EVs, then something like this starts to make a little more sense. You're trying to you know, target a certain band and they're less likely to have like the fun EV parked in their garage, but still drive their truck to, uh, what was it? The desert cow desert. So I don't know. Russ talked about it before. Um, <laughs> you should see his face right now. Um, anyways, Lubbock. Uh, <laughs> Lubbock. Yeah. Hey, there it is. Have you been to New York city? <laughs> it's um, basically like that. It's, it's like that, desert. but in the middle of West Texas. All right. <laughs> it is the social I'm, economic and political capital of <laughs> West Texas. Of yeah. that part of the pan- uh, area of Texas, right? Where so there's desert, nothing. Cow desert. Where the uh, most cows and desert. Come on. It's not nothing. Where the most what comes from? What Don't comes worry from? about it. Just Don't worry about it. it. <laughs> you see the most winds? The most. Uh, well, Sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't hear it. I can't yes. go back. Ooh, nope. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Anyways, so uh, John called that out because. Uh, what it looks like is a way to skirt the fact that you are selling a more premium vehicle that doesn't ap- apply or doesn't approve, is not approved for, doesn't fit into the boundaries of whatever tax credit they were trying. It could have been a state thing because I don't think, I don't know if you're losing me, man. I'm lines. sorry. You're losing but me. Here's boil the thing. it down to like one. Yeah. It, the, the argument or apparently what, what forced this kind of thing to happen was somebody said you can only get the $7,000 or $7,500 tax credit. I don't know if it was state or if this was actually a federal one. If you purchase an electric vehicle, all electric vehicle under a certain price point, oh, that if it's point under $40,000. $40, credit. So oh, what so happened here is that Audi that. sold a $40,000 car with a $25,000 third-party upgrade in software that unlocks 50% of the battery capacity of the car, which is a huge freaking deal. But now it's all legal and clean. And it's like, why did you do this in the first place? Going back to the premise that I proposed, which is if the goal is to get EVs on the street, stop worrying so much about who takes advantage of tax credits. Yes, it is stupid. Anything that is a tax credit is going to naturally carry towards wealthy people. So they just say, freaking they're income always going to find, always gonna find loopholes. So you're telling me then they would sit down and they would sign a, a thing. I'm going to buy this car for 39.5. As soon as we're done with that, now I qualify for the $7,500 federal tax credit. Right. 30 seconds later, they're now signing another thing that's another 20 grand. So that way they have full access to the battery pack. Right. Okay. And so they got the car they wanted and they so skirted dumb. this this attempt to, you know, limit who could take advantage of the tax credit. Now, I'm of the opinion that it was stupid to gatekeep the tax credit in the first place because I imagine when it started, like the justification for the tax credit to begin with was get more people buying EVs. Why are you going to stop people that yeah. want EVs from buying EVs if they're buying it for the tax credit? I don't care. Yeah, I don't this- care. Like It's a silly, th- silly thing to do. <laughs> So this is going to be so weird because Biden wants 50% of the vehicles on the road. What by, is it 25 or 2025? 20, like four he years wants from now? 50% of them sold. 50% of these sold. Oh, vehicles. sold. Okay. It's a so, very important distinction. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. yeah. It You're really right. is. Yes. Thank you for calling that out. But anyway, yeah. either way though, like what happens to the internal combustion engine market? And for people like me that love to have like 800 cars just to do whatever with, are they going to become super cheap? For me to get, the, or are the they going to become the opposite? I would think the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It be might be expensive. cheap for a little while, but in the long run, the price will go up because it will be less common. I think you'll be and buying fewer will be produced. You'll be buying internal combustion engine semi trucks to play with because that'll be what we'll have left over time. <laughs> I don't know, man. Lots of lots of those EVs 
looking good on the horizon too. I, I hear we're going to use hydrogen fuel for the things that are, are difficult to sort of manage the, the charging capacity of. So uh, trucks, planes, well, planes I believe is a great thing. Um, yeah, what? For sure. So yeah, that's sort of what I've, I've been digging into that a little bit. Uh, hydrogen, hydrogen fuel cells, that's super cool technology. It always has been. We actually talked about that. I forget what show it was. It's probably yeah, but back, I didn't but, know... I didn't know that that's going to become the leading thing for, would you say, big I think trucks, like commercial, makes sense. large or, or, or airplanes, things. It's just, it's a potential. I also, I mean, this, it could also not because there's something, some recent study that found out that we're putting more methane into the atmosphere than we thought of whenever we're doing hydrogen vehicles yeah. or, or some, for, I think it's really? the way we go get it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't know this. Oh, it must again, be like, 3 like feeding. I'm sitting here reading on my phone, feeding the <laughs> kid. Like that's, that's what's happening. In between need for speed four and five. I mean, that's right. <laughs> they, the, uh, mm, interesting. So, I, I would have to, I'd have to read into that specifically, but I, I mean, one of, one of the things that that's big about, you know, stuff like hydrogen fuel cells is that, that the fuel is basically, water, right? H2O. And then an electrolytic conversion separates hydrogen and oxygen at a rate that makes sense chemically. And both of those We're are combustibles, it. which is great. Um, now, obviously there's the inefficiencies, things change, but I'm kind of curious about the methane thing. I, I wasn't aware of that. I also haven't seen much about it. I don't know where hydrogen fuel cell technology is today, but I can Pretty imagine- sure it all lives with Toyota. Wait, oh, really? They have all of it. They the ones? Well, yeah, they're the ones that are like pushing for Biden to like put their goals back for EVs because they've heavily turned to like hydrogen fuel for what they want to do in their fleet. I don't know. It's, it's another yeah. thing I probably read at 3 a.m. So, it's interesting to see when you're a kid 24 hours a day. You know? I, I would think part of the reason that it makes sense for trucks, though, just off the top of my head, would be that it is probably more cumbersome for smaller vehicles in general. So some of the things that might make mm. it more efficient as a as a potential you know generator of power in a vehicle is that like the minimum viable space doesn't make sense in even a truck, but it makes sense yeah. in a rig. So I, I'm just speculating because I, I don't know enough about where it is modern wise. Uh, a quick Google onto an extremely credible website called Tech Explore. Um, a hydrogen future for planes, trains, and factories is sort of what they're saying uh, hmm. is uh, something we're going to see. Uh, factories certainly. And apparently sense. hydrogen fuel cell electric cars are already on the road. I don't know how all of those words form cool. a sentence together, but there was no punctuation outside of that. So I don't know. Tech Explorer. Okay. Look it up. They seem <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. Cool. Um, Crazy. What's next? Anyways, that's all that was. It was just, it was uh, interesting because companies immediately found a way around uh, uh, tax credits that were designed to keep certain buyers from taking advantage of them. Definitely. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's stupid. Well, I'm not saying it again. It, uh, it seems silly that you even have to work around shit like that. But it's also hilarious how trivial that potentially ended up being. So dumb. All, uh, all that time. is on the hunt for someone to develop cryptocurrency products. Saw that. Yeah, Who, I, what's the, what was the beginning of that? Walmart is on the hunt for someone to develop cryptocurrency products. Sorry for all the people who gave us feedback and said they didn't want to hear more crypto. Actually, they said Bitcoin. They didn't yeah. necessarily say crypto. Ugh. Yes. So loophole. Yep. Yeah. And you guys I should write our tax code. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Got them. Not to I hope em. I don't offend anyone in this, but I think I think there's so much that's why we talk about it is because it's so nuanced and there's so much happening. Yep. That if you talk about like one little aspect of cryptocurrency, all people hear is Bitcoin. And it has nothing to do with Bitcoin. It has nothing to do with anything even remotely related to it. 
maybe like the conversation that we're having, right? Yeah, basically uh, nothing in my life has anything to do with Bitcoin except for the one point one three that I own. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, but bags. yeah, Walmart is looking to have people um, build some stuff. Uh, they don't know what it is. Just could be you know NFTs, could be go. a movie theater. Who knows? It yeah, could be probably a movie theater. Another news. Yeah, so am I. I'm looking for somebody that can uh, <laughs> that can research Bitcoin and tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> because everyone is this like this isn't news, right? Like. It's news, but it's not news, right? It, it, I mean, we have like, customers who ask us about it. Yeah, exactly. Genuinely. Every like, single at, at least once a month, I have a customer who's like, "Hey, do y'all have anyone who who deals in the crypto space that can talk to us about how we can sort of apply this to our business? Is it useful? Whether it's blockchain or actual cryptocurrency and payments yep. and taking sure. it, or yeah, 100%. No, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Facts, big facts, facts, facts. Yeah. I, um, what is this? Russ, Some I feel, Google. I, oh. oh, go ahead. No, no. I, I was just gonna say I want to hear Russ's opinion about Intel entering the PC uh, GPU gaming battle with Arc. Are this is their gaming? third attempt. Um, but because Pat is at the helm, I feel like this I know, one's right? gonna work. That's what I thought you were gonna say. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, I've yeah. always wanted a third player in this market. Um, so I hold the strong belief that in pretty much everything that there, there, there's really room for three true players in a market and the first two are going to take, you know, 75, 80% of the share. I think Intel is primed to, to really do well to take that, that bottom percentage half, the lower end that just doesn't get as much attention from, uh, in, from whatever it is from NVIDIA and AMD at this point, I almost said ATI rip ATI it was way better when they were ATI, uh, but they're saying they're targeting high end discrete GPUs for this. And I'm just, I'm, I will tell you, I'm very interested in seeing it. Because one thing I will tell yeah. you that's interesting about Intel and their uh, GPU approach is that their drivers, they're simple because they don't do a whole lot, but they're usually really good. So like they work nice. on everything. Like you, you very rarely run into issues with like Intel-related drivers and GPU things, especially in the that's Linux cool. world, which is something kind of interesting for me. So I'm very interested to see what they're going to do here because all of the things that they're showing or like the, the the capabilities of the of the graphics are phenomenal. Like their ability to actually the things they're able to render are are incredible on the different previews that they've shown. So I don't know. This is a very much so watch this space. I also like the name called Arc, A R C. That is cool. Hmm. I also like all of their um, the the naming convention for their releases. The hardware releases are uh, all mythical creatures in alphabetical order. Apparently, it's clever. I don't. Well, I'm looking forward to it. What, yeah. what I th where I think this is going to have the biggest implications personally is mobile. Uh, you know, I think obviously it looks like they're going to have them for the desktop as well. I just think that mobile has so much opportunity for growth in the, the graphics and power and mobility department. Uh, I mean, there's uh, laptops that I've been looking at recently that can get six to eight hours of battery life that are 15 inch gaming laptops. It may not sound like a lot of battery life, but for a, for a gaming laptop, that's infinity. <laughs> like that's a crazy amount of, of battery life for just everyday tasks. I have a feeling that Intel, who does a really good job in this department, may be able to find a way uh, to, to squeeze even more out of it. So I'm very interested to see what they're able to do in mobile. I'll, I'll keep an eye on the desktop side as well, though. But that's, that's where I think this is going to be most interesting is going to be on the mobile side. There you go. It says every game, gamer, and creator has a story, and every story has an arc with a capital Ooh. A. Got him. That's their uh, nice. That's their little thing. It's classy. It's interesting. Get them, Pat. Go get them. Come on the show. Talk about it. There you go. There you go. 
All right, what you got, like Aaron? You were about to bring something up. I wanted, it. I wanted that one. I need. Yeah, to uh, this one seems. Uh, it looks like uh, maybe Russ dropped this one in here. Where's that at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? <sighs> Google. There it is. Some Google employees could face a pay cut of up to twenty five percent if they work from home permanently. Stupid. According to a leaked salary calculator. Yeah, yep. I, I did put it in there. Businessinsider.com. I do too. I, I, my, my gut reaction is that's silly. Uh, you should be paying people, especially people that have proven they can do all of their work remotely, uh, what they're worth to you as a business. And if you can't figure that out, you're doing something wrong anyways. But I understand what they're trying to prevent, which is creating a globally competitive market for all the same jobs. And that could have some unintended consequences. I don't think they're necessarily bad. That democratizes some jobs that obviously can be done remotely sure. which means anywhere in the world and and that doesn't change all of the characteristics those people need which is going to be different position to position but um i i find it hard to believe that it's right and i'm going to say that i say that with a squinty look on my face because i i feel like it is basically anti-competitive what you are saying is an individual who isn't doing the same job in the Bay Area does not deserve to get the same pay elsewhere, which I understand we have built an entire ecosystem of salaries based on cost of living in the area that they're in so that you have a competitive market in yeah. that place. Just and so that people know, by, that's not uncommon. No, not that at all. Not uncommon. It, it's cost of living adjustments is... Swing. Like it's you, massive, right? Yeah, you you typically have like the the... This is the median salary we're going to pay. And if they're in a high cost of living, we'll pay 10% more. If they're low cost of living, we'll pay 10% less, et cetera, based on where they're but, actually But working. here's the thing is that the cost of living and how it impacts salaries is based on competition in a market. If you want to pay the median salary and ignore cost of living altogether, fine. You're going to get burned in the labor market. Sure. But what they have shown is someone can do this job at that rate, that wage somewhere else. And the biggest problem they're going to run into with that is that Someone could go live in an incredibly low cost of living area and retire in a year and a half doing the same job that in the Bay Area would take them 10 years with the same dollars. And that is a problem in the labor market. But I, I don't know that it's right for them to just say, F you, we're not doing it. But if they can get away with it, then arguably that's for who to say we're job not doing competition. It. For Google, for Facebook, to Amazon, for anybody to say that say a remote that position not. is going to get a cut in pay significant in this case, twenty five percent. Not. I just don't know how you. I just don't know how you go to an employee and say, "Hey, we're going to start paying you less now." It's hard. To twenty five percent, they're going to lose that? people. But but that's the beautiful thing about that is that if Google says this, if Facebook and Amazon and everybody else that's got the same role doesn't, then that person's going to move to their low cost. Google's going to say twenty five off your salary, they're going to say, eat it, and they're going to go work for somebody else. And that's how labor market competition should work. So, But the problem will be if everybody follows suits, which should be illegal, that sounds like collusion to me. Yeah, I and I just, so much of this bothers me. One, it's clear Google probably can't afford to pay these people. Um, so that's they're probably just looking out for the interest of the company as they're, <laughs> they're really foundering out there in the market. Uh, trash and the uh <laughs> but what i so i've seen this before i've actually i worked for a company that um had some reduced wages for uh for remote workers in the past now I, I wasn't one of them although i was a remote worker when i came into the company it had already been enacted so i was i was working remotely that was hp and when meg whitman came in 
she pulled everyone back in the office. No one got a wage increase for coming back into the office. Mm. So what happens when Google decides everyone needs to come back into the office and they need to live in Silicon Valley again? Are they going to get their 25% back? Hell no. No, or or over not. time, probably, but definitely not on day one. Right. And that's, that's my struggle. Yeah. I don't know how you tell an employee we're going to pay 25% less anyway. Like, how do you do that? I assume that you're going to talk to an employee that you don't like very much already and assume that they're <laughs> going to say, we're going to go elsewhere. I'm out. Yeah. It. Like, it's, they're, yeah. they're just counting on the attrition at that point. That's the only way I think you can yeah. it's terrible. plausibly yeah. come to that. It's just awful. It's terrible. It's absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, like, it's it's a bad look no matter what. I think they're floating this because they want to see what sentiment looks like. I think they want to know internally how people are going to respond to this. Hopefully, they already have an idea of how many people this negatively impacts or that person believes it negatively impacts. Look, some people are going to do the math and they're going to say, eh, worth it, right? Like I'm in Iowa now in a cornfield living on my family's farm and it's totally worth doing this remotely at a 25% cut because I'm still actually walking home with more money. Sure. I would argue that that's not a terribly great way to go into this internal negotiation where me living in the cornfield in Iowa, but it's a game that they can play as long as everybody else that's competing for the same talent doesn't simultaneously make the exact same decision because that's garbage. I just hope this ends up in the Google graveyard with everything else. (laughs) I got them. Canceled by Google. Still love your phone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We shut it down. Uh, you I got don't more. think what you I got? has anything that makes any... Oh, wait. I did want to make an announcement because it affects us. Reddit is now valued at more than $10 billion. Oh, my gosh. I saw that. That's insane. I don't know why that affects us, but for some reason, it seemed relevant. Who? Well, we talked about them a good bit. Um, um, it's just crazy to me. Didn't, ten, who ten tried to Reddit. buy Reddit? Somebody tried to buy Reddit early. Sounds like an Elon a, thing. I don't know. I don't think it was. It was a, it was a big Chinese company. Was it like if Microsoft I'm or something? Oh, well, it is it was Chinese. Microsoft either. It, it is owned by it is. In China. So maybe they did. Well, I was reading something where somebody made a pass at them and they basically said no. And now they're worth like five times that, which is hilarious. Oh, uh, Jinri Tautia, the fast growing $20 billion dollar Chinese news and entertainment giant, tried to buy Reddit last year. Yeah, that, that that's was in it. 2016. That's the one. Sorry, that was news in 2017. Yeah, that's not last year. Yeah, exactly. China's no, okay. Ta- that's what I was thinking of. Tautia. Tautia. Yeah. That, uh, Tautia. They're, um, gosh, is that the. Is that the one, Russ? I don't know where you are. So this is that the one that that does like the? Uh, and then Google is. also tried in two thousand five. So Taltel is the company that uh, I want to say they started with AI news generation. So imagine uh, AI basically watching the Olympics and then summarizing events without having a human editorialize anything. Um, I think that was Taotiao. And so they were trying to get into a social media baseline and Reddit as an aggregator of news sources actually made sense for them to sort of synergistically do some interesting things with it. Anyways, Taotiao is fascinating. But uh, I, how much, did, Aaron, you were just looking at, how much did they offer to pay? Um, did it say? I don't know. I want to say it was like a might billion be, or, or two maybe or something like that in 2016. In so that's crazy though. Valued at more than $10 billion. Yeah, I'd have you know, to sign it, in and all that kind of stuff. I can't see It's it. interesting. I made that comment about them being owned by someone in China because I've just that's what I've heard for years. And maybe this is how misinformation spreads. I'm Googling it here and I don't Jeez. see that anywhere. Uh, it looks like Act Advanced Publications is a majority holder of Reddit, who's based in New York, and the headquarters huh. of Reddit is in California. And uh I feel like I've seen stuff around that yeah. too, but I didn't I don't I mean, know. I've seen who it for years. It. I, I guess I haven't 
Well, you have there's a bunch of different funding rounds that they had as well, right? Like in February 2019, owners, a 300 million dollar right? funding round led by Tencent, right? Which we we know them. Yeah, which uh, is interesting. Brought the brought the company's Excuse valuation to three billion. And then just now, August 2021, a $700 million funding round led by Fidelity, which we also know, raised that valuation to over $10 billion. Yeah. I mean, and look, I, it looks like there's a whole, obviously, there's a whole bunch of people who are involved here. And I don't know when this was updated, but it just looked like the majority holder is advanced publications. Yeah. An American media company. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, so if the headquarters is in America and the American media company owns the majority of them, it sounds to me like they're an American company. So I always thought it was, and I think like the, some of the creators, the original creators of Reddit are still around and still have a voice um, is it, that comes up every once in a while as well. Uh, Reddit, Reddit's an interesting, interesting site. I, I would not have guessed 10 billion because that's, you know, you know, what's really interesting about Based that on their revenue that, numbers. Yeah, like, that's... They got advertising, which I get. They, they totally got the advertising thing going for them. They figured out how to inject that stuff. It's also, surprisingly, as somebody who does as much pie-holing and avoiding ads, Reddit is one of the hardest platforms to avoid ads on um, because they're in line. They don't get fished from different DNS places. Um, and uh, the, the other one is they started doing um, like awards on Reddit like a year or two ago. I don't know. Oh, and you have to buy them to hand them out? It bothers me. Well, you can. So it's like a social media in-game currency and you can buy awards to give to people for comments. And I think people spend a lot of damn money on them. So Uh, I'm I'm kind of curious if they've broken that Do you think it's going to be a coin that's traded on Coinbase or Binance? So so they they have the cryptocurrency subreddit in particular actually has moons. Correct. which has a limited supply and it is that. a cryptocurrency built for Reddit. But but that's the other thing that's really curious about Reddit and the way that its ecosystem is built is that when you look at it and you look at like the gamification of a social system and when you look at how awards are built and how like the cryptocurrency tied to it, I talked about tip bots and stuff like that before. Reddit lends itself to being able to springboard into stuff like that really easily. Um, because you can create your own subreddit, you can build that community, you can moderate it as you Wish, which does can create problems, and there's kind of administration above moderation. There are ways to get shut down, which we've seen actually a lot uh, over the last few years. But inside of those moderated subreddits, which you yourself could have started as an example, um, you can enable all kinds of crazy functionality. You can choose whether or not people are going to respond with. Uh, you know, gifts versus not being able to respond yeah. to gifts. You get to set all the rules. You can, again, it's, you can, you as the, the creator of the subreddit can monitor that content. You can, you know, promote other people to moderation, stuff like that. But you can, you can allow the usage uh, or over usage, if you want, of bots, of any kind of bot, whether it's a it's shopping different bot, areas of the metaverse, bot, uh, Tyler. Yeah, different areas of the metaverse. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but I do, like all jokes aside, I can see Reddit being one of the platforms that's a little bit more flexible in how it engages in different spaces because of that. I, I still feel like their form factor very it, it feels sort of old for me without being like literally what BBC stuff. Am I saying that? No. I, the, well, what, I like the way the Reddit works forum? because at face value, it's a meritocracy. I mean, it's very simple yeah. and the owners have came out and they've said it multiple times. Like, look, the way your content goes up on Reddit, People click the, the up button. You hit the up button. Goes down, they hit the down button. Like that's. I do love works. that Reddit still has up and down buttons. I love the down vote. I Did love you know it. Twitter is I bet actually you do. looking at. <laughs> what, what's the joke there? 
just because Tyler is cynical and <laughs> the internet is a perfect place for him. Yes. No, I actually, one of the things that Where I like about the down, down vote too is that it'll collapse comments that get downvoted even in really popular threads. So you can have a thread that gets bubbled up to the top of their, their front page, but then inside the comment section, even under high-valued, high-uploaded oh, yeah. content, you can have you know, massively downvoted, downvoted yeah. uh, comments, right? But you can expand them. You, I do too. That's why I like it because sometimes... It's just fiery. In fact, you can sort by controversial on Reddit, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and it's literally like algorithmically deciding how angry something's going to make somebody. Because you'll get stuff that's barely even been voted on yet that's that's controversial and right at the top. But as soon as you read it, you're like, oh yeah, that's a you know that's a that's off color, right? Like, um, anyways, that's why I like the down down votes. Tells you a lot without telling you anything. <laughs> Twitter is actually adding it, or they said they were going to. I haven't seen it yet on uh, iOS platform, and but they were going to hide the downvote feature. Basically, or I guess I'll say you can see it, but all it does is give them intelligence into low value posts, low value content. What do you think? It makes about sense that? because that's not the way that's not the way Reddit works. Like, I'm not Reddit. I'm sorry, Reddit. Like that's not the way Twitter works. Twitter yeah. is right. showing you algorithmic just stuff based on what it knows about you and the people you, you follow. Yep. Yeah. Reddit doesn't do that. Reddit is hundred percent. Okay. You're in this subreddit. You will see the things in we'll order the of content. how many times they've been voted. Yeah. Like that that's right. what's going to happen or what's being voted on a lot. Like if you go to the hot section, it's like in the last hour, a whole bunch of stuff has been upvoted a lot. It may not be the top voted stuff here, but you can go to the top one. Right. So yeah. that's how well, they I do it. I'll say too, that Twitter has a, has that culture, but it looks different. They have a concept called ratioing, right? Where rather than hitting the heart, you comment. Mm. And then that's a downvote, right? If you look at a tweet and it has like 5,000 comments and like four likes, you know, this is a dumpster fire of a. Post. Oh, interesting. So th- you'll see people that come in and they'll just say, "Here for the race." Ironically, will make it more viral on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So who's so, really winning here? Right. <laughs> I guess. You. I guess I'm saying I, I would potentially <laughs> like to see the downvote feature rather yeah. than just a favorite feature. I'm like, curious why they think it's going to be so bad. Are they just worried about cancel? culture I like know. i would think on twitter if something got downvoted to oblivion it's just as likely to show up in your feed because that's all yeah. they want is the con they want a dumpster fire sometimes they're okay with it yeah like, well, the algorithm the just wants content. to feed you engaging content even if well, it's terrible okay and since we're already talking about twitter i know we should probably wrap this up at some point but um jack has been very um very public about saying he's trying to bring bitcoin and twitter together he he has said there are quotes along the lines of Bitcoin will bring world peace, and then obviously Probably he's getting not. more and more engaged with Twitter. We've made no, fun of won't. him for for not engaging that much. But where do you see the ecosystem of Bitcoin and Twitter coming together? And let me sorry before not a world I peace. open that up, not world peace. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say not? Yeah, yeah, not. Well, they're also in, they're also enabling um, uh, um, like marketplace accounts to be able to sell things through their Twitter profile. So I don't know that that seems like maybe too basic to be able to do it. Do you do you see Twitter as becoming a like a bank, a payment exchange platform, a like a like mixing PayPal into like being able to send money that way? They've already got a tip jar. How, I mean, how do you guys see that playing out? I'm just curious. I feel like it's an a, it's an it. attempt to do what other platforms are already doing, and and it's it this actually all jokes aside is absolutely about the metaverse you know concept. Social media, especially in the United States, 
is trying to create a more holistic place for you to spend your time, your money, your interactions. And right now, we are a little bit more skeptical as as U.S. We're a little bit more cautious of privacy. We don't do our banking through social media platforms, and and we're kind of distrustful of that as a baseline, anyways. The rest of the world isn't necessarily in that bucket. And unfortunately, when you start to talk about access to data, especially good data that gives you heuristics on how people behave, that puts those media platforms, those U.S. social media platforms at a disadvantage going forward with the the implementation of AIML, deep learning, stuff like that. So they want you, they they need to know what your financial behaviors are, what your, you know, how you approach doctors, offices, like they, they want all of this information to go in one place. They all have to figure out ways to be transactional and ways to be how you share money amongst friends and how you schedule, uh, you know, meetings with other people or, or other services. Like they're all vying for that. So I, I think the answer is yes. Do I think it's going to be particularly useful or successful on Twitter? Eh. Well, and I think Apple is accelerating this. Um, I think with ad tracking transparency yeah. and taking away the ability to farm additional information for advertisers and, and lowering that cost there, it is going to force them to focus more on first-party services. I'm using air quotes here because everything <laughs> on an iPhone is first-party to one party. And that is going to, I think, do enable not enable, it's going to force them to to buckle down and do more of this faster. All those things that you just said, we're probably always going to happen. I think they're going to happen much faster uh, now that they'll lose a. I'm I'm assuming a significant source of revenue by advertising, uh, you know, target advertising to iPhone users. So yeah, that's that's a really good point. They're they're literally responding to a new impetus to to get people to interact more directly with Twitter because they can't get the data as easily as they could yesterday. I was thinking about this while driving today, and I don't know why, but I was. Um, when I was driving home or from dropping Kate off, I was thinking about searches as they happen in um, like for products. Oftentimes, this originates on Google, right? It's obviously a big aspect of what Google does. Yeah, they, they follow you everywhere you go. Facebook does the same. One thing where Google is losing a lot of searches is in Amazon. People are literally uh, yes. searching on Amazon specifically. And that's a huge yes. advantage for that Amazon does. that I'm sure Twitter would I love to have. I thought about that. And other people love to have. So it's like the ability to have the integrated services to search and and do these other things that now allows Amazon to improve their ad business because people are now searching there. It's all sorts of stuff like that is going on. Man, I I can totally see that. I, I tend to do both still. I will Google something. I will look at the top results for all uh and then I'll look at Google Shopping, which is never as useful as, as Amazon, ironically. Um, but then I will actually go into Amazon, even if Amazon's the top three links, which 90% of the time it is, I'll go into Amazon, I'll search the same string or a similar string, I'll look at related stuff, then I'll search for that. I'm, I'm a terrible, terrible online shopper. Uh, but, uh, and that's why I just, I, I will look at all the things, but but that, that idea mean? of putting the search terrible string, online shopper. He has too much information. Because they want us, they want us to decision. just, they want us to click one damn link and buy something. That is not how I function. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, right. func- I function that way. <laughs> Tyler will refuse to be a sheep. Tyler and I balance out the world. (laughs) Tyler goes and researches the entire planet. And then I go and I say, ah, you know, that one looks pretty solid. Yeah. Amazon most recommended that buy. Yep. That's probably the plunger I need. (laughs) That's probably the cheese cutter I need. There's absolutely no fake reviews on Amazon. This is none. Zero. Astroturfing is real. Getting that one. (laughs) 
Um, okay, yeah, and then somewhat related news as well, and we'll yeah, we should shut it down. Just stop me here. But Blue Sky, which we've talked about as well, yeah. the decentralized social media initiative unveiled by Twitter in 2019. They will be led by Jay Graber, a former startup founder and cryptocurrency developer. Goes on cool. to uh, say here, former software engineer for Zcash and Scoochain, the founder of social event startup Happening. Um, they'll spearhead. Were any of these successful? The effort. Zcash. Uh, Zcash. Isn't Zcash? Zcash is a coin. Well, yeah. Zcash, I think, is is that not like the tollway thing? <laughs> DFW oh, zip cash ah zip cash no zip that's no cash. it's a it's a cryptocurrency <laughs> i don't own any z cash and i'm I not gonna buy any don't and think Zcash don't is based on bitcoin's bitcoin's code base mm, got it uh i I'm, do i'm actually I do pretty like sure what i do blue sky is trying Z-cash. to do. you probably do in one of your crap <laughs> i'm looking i'm checking my ledger i i think that's one of those i do i totally have some z cash i have two and a half zek I knew that sounded familiar. I got that for no reason when I got that. I'm sure it's up 8,000%. He's a a very diligent online shopper, but he'll buy any crypto. Any crypto. I had stuff. I think I did. I ever tell you guys this story? And Shiba. I don't Tell me me you don't know. I think I owned Doge one time. No, I never got Shiba because I I stopped yellowing into crazy stuff. But I I did. I talked to a guy uh, when I was trying to move some crypto around and I dropped some like cryptocurrencies that he'd never heard of. And this guy, he he apparently had done a lot of trading on something like Binance, and and like I had coins he didn't know existed from like 2016. Like I, I had a coin, I think I still have it. Now it's probably dead. It, anyways, I had like 10,000 poet. You ever heard of poet? P O E? Yeah. No, nobody has. No, I have. I've been <laughs> I'm, researching. I'm joking. A lot. I have. Anyways, yeah. I think I have this. Yeah. <laughs> It, ten thousand, by the way, was so this. invaluable that you couldn't move it because the gas fees exceeded the value of ten thousand of them. Correct. That's how worthless poet is. Yeah, I don't have poet. <laughs> I don't have anything that worthless. <laughs> uh, Russ, you were about to say something about uh, Blue Sky. I just gonna I, say I, I like what they're trying to do. Yeah, I like the idea of um, decentralized standardization if that's really a way I can phrase what they're doing. Um, just the idea of trying to like create this sort of underlying platform that social media is built on top of and that all social media sort of co-interacts together in a way that's more standardized. I, I like the idea of what they're trying to do there. So, well, And one of their things, they, they've stated that they are, quote, trying to rebuild the social web by connecting disconnected silos and, importantly here, returning control of the social experience to users. Now, immediately so in say- my mind, yeah, I know. I, I, it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it, like what you're what you're thinking and saying is exactly in line with what they're doing. In my mind, that immediately brings up Section Two Thirty, and it's almost like they're trying to say, "Look, hey, this is not like you can't hold us accountable for what people are posting because it is decentralized. It's owned by the community. This is not well, us." Well, I at think all. what Jack said whenever Which, he wanted to start all this, and really what I got behind it for was he was like, "It's not." He, he I think what he stated was. These, these shouldn't be decisions that we're making. Yes. Like if you correct. run your own community and you don't want Donald Trump to post in it, then that's fine. But like, we shouldn't be making this in a centralized fashion for the only service that everyone can use. We right. should have an underlying service that anyone can go build and run on top of, and they can create the communities to do whatever it is they want to and then police them themselves. Right. Like that's, 
the idea whether or not people can it. say certain things or allow certain people or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. They don't want to be in that decision making yeah. process. Like going and creating a forum. You know, what's old is new again. Right. Yeah. And then when I get into look, well, whatever, we can end it there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really excited about where that goes. I think it's important. Um, it'll be curious to see how it actually comes together, how successful it is. I, I think one of the problems they'll run into is this, this concept of decentralized social media. I see some of the value on the surface, but it, it doesn't scream, build it and they will come either. It has to be a compelling place to, to, it also already exists. Um, I mean, Mastodon exists, right? And that's a decentralized social media. Like we could stand up a Mastodon server right now for TBP and we'd probably get, you know, I bet we wouldn't get more than two or 3 million people that joined it. So Mm. is that it? I don't know if it's worth it. Just like, that's what is that? 5% of our listener base, something like that. So nonetheless, but yeah, Mastodon, I think Mastodon is actually working with them. They're part of this sort of consortium of people who are working on, on building whatever this is, but that's sort of what Mastodon allows you to do. I stood up a server one time and logged into it. It was all crap content. None of it made any sense. And I couldn't read any of the languages. So I don't know if if this will be, you need a babble something that works pretty well. Yeah, I need, I, that's exactly what I need. Which is coming, by the way. We didn't touch on any of this, but like uh, Samsung has its own custom AI chip. Uh, I actually think that that's might be what's going into this uh, Pixel um, 6. Uh, there, there's some speculation that that was coming from Samsung. But uh, stuff Samsung's like... making it. That's right, yeah. They're, they're, they're producing it. Um, uh, <clears throat> anyways, it's, it's going to very, very soon. I'm talking like this generation of phones or the next generation of phones and therefore watches, earbuds, all of it real-time translation like audio to audio in your ear based on more than just word out of mouth gets con- uh, you know uh converted language or, or translated to a different language because ai is able to read context now and get meaning the syntactual stuff um we're, we're going to have a real-time translation any language to any language like on our wrists you, you know what's amazing is that like almost seems years. easy to me for what this chip can do considering they're saying that they can do you know the all the photography now does the AI photography stuff on yeah. these phones. Now Google started that with their Pixel line. Yep, we talked about that. You, you they are about to do that for video. That's they're going to do it on what? every single in frame. real time, every Dang. frame in real time on your phone locally. So if you're that's so, wild. So dude. to so to do that with speech, no yes. problem. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> like, right? They're about to do crazy. what frame by frame. They're about to do their, the their AI, AI photo enhancement. Photo oh, enhancement, yeah, like the HDR frame stuff, frame all on that kind of video. stuff. Oh, like, all, yeah, that all is, the stuff. I mean, they it's do amazing. You go take a picture with like a Pixel phone, like this phone right here, has one of the worst sensors <laughs> you could have in a phone. And yet it still is up near the top of phones, only recently Protocol. surpassed by the phone you have in picture quality. And yep. that's all because of what they do with AI. This doesn't even have a chip on it to do it locally. Yeah, like Dude, it's a game changer. What, I'm telling what you, they're going to be able to do with this chip and to be able to do it for video, which by the way, no one's seen yet. <laughs> well, yeah. that's not true. Dieter Bond at the Verge did see it, but he wasn't allowed to like Clack. take pictures of pictures or video or show pictures it or to get the video. Like he can't. All he can tell well, you this is, is it looked good. Like that's and all this he is can what say. Apple's touting for their iPhone 13 this fall. Is this this type of stuff? Yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm what crazy. I'm saying is within the it next two years. Your world is going to be very, very different. So we talk about artificial intelligence, deep learning, machine learning all the time. But, but what, what people have to appreciate is that very 
tangible things are going to start changing very, very soon. And it's going to come out of these specialized silicon pieces in your phone that are going to start doing things that before now you didn't know was possible slash wasn't possible in that form factor. And it's going to bridge gaps in crazy ways. It's going to be fascinating and it's going to happen pretty dang fast. So yeah, it's happening. We're going to do it. It's happening. Okay. Wrap it up, man. It's been a while since yeah. we talked. I, it, it had, man, 200 episodes though. Way to go guys. Cheers. Did it. Cheers to you. My voice hurts. Cheers to us. Thank you listeners for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for getting through this. Uh, did that cut off on your end? I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard. Thanks I for getting call. through this. <laughs> thanks yeah. for suffering through 200 yeah, episodes. I, gotta, I just got a call and it keeps suffering too. Through, yeah, sorry. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. We hope you enjoy all the content we're bringing. We hope to bring you a lot more. We have a ton of fun with this. We hope you do too. Cheers. Goodbye. And we'll talk to you soon. Later. <laughs>